Today we will be beginning a new series, a series that has many, many interesting facets and connections, a series that deals with some of the fundamental inyonim connected with Emunah and Bias HaMoshiach, and we're going to be discussing the sugya of Kitzin, these dates and years that our Chachamim have set for Bias HaMoshiach. We know that throughout history there are different years, different times. When you open up Svarim, the reliable Svarim, and they're written hundreds of years before, they speak about certain dates which are appropriate in Zman, Kates, for Bias HaMoshiach. So first of all, what does that mean? Are they allowed to do that? What does that mean if it, ha- if it went forward and it didn't happen, that these dates came and went? What is the Yiddish approach for making these dates seemingly something that can weaken the Emunah of Bnei Yisrael and Bias HaMoshiach? Also, is there a difference between the Kitzin, the dates that our Chachamim have told us and our Tzadikim have told us about Bias HaMoshiach and the Nevuah that the Rebbe tells us that Hine HaMoshiach was the same thing Is it different? If it's different, what is the difference? How do we understand it? How do we explain it? So, we really, really have to start from the beginning. Where do we know about Kitzin? What is this idea of a Kitz? And what does the Gemara tell us about Kitzin? Before you get to the Gemara... The Gemara about Kitzin is one of the most often quoted Gemaras by the Rebbe about Moshiach in the later years. You have in front of you a copy of the bracha that the Rebbe gave after a Torah's Nedorim Erev Rosh Hashanah Tovshinum Beis, which is Ois Mem in the Psuras Hagula. This is just only one of many, many instances where the Rebbe spoke about this Gemara. And the Rebbe says, the Inyan Achi the most important Inyan, is the gula mitis vashlema taken from Yad Mamish? The gula is coming right away. Ubefrat, especially as a zayin and shayin faran kamesimonim of them. We already have a few signs which are indicating that Moshiach is near. Starting what Chazal tell us in pre- many generations ago. That all the set times for Moshiach have passed. And now it's only dependent on Tshuva. And the Friedrich Rebbe explained to us, as that Tshuva we also already accomplished, and we'll have to explain what does that mean. If we look around, we don't see that the world has come completely to Tshuva. What does that mean that we as a generation have completely done tshuva. We'll discuss that later in our series. But we are prepared, we're standing prepared. And the Rebbe says, for quite some time, we're ready, prepared for Moshiach. But which Gemara does the Rebbe reference? This Gemara that tells us, it's Gemara in Sanhedrin, that all the set times for Moshiach have passed, and everything is up to tshuva. So, 
Before we actually get to the Gemara, there's another obvious question that I have to ask, which we'll address later on in the series. If the Gemara told us that there are no more Kitsin, how do we have so many Tzadikim after the times of the Gemara that speak about Kitsin? Didn't the Gemara just tell us, Kolo Kola Kitsin? We'll address that as well. But first, let's start with the actual Gemara. In other words, before we get caught up in the different kitsin that were said and who, how are they allowed to, if they're allowed to, it's important first let's see the Gemara inside to understand the background to this discussion. This Gemara is found in Sanhedrin of Tzadik Zainam and Beis. We have a machlekes, a discussion between Rav and Shmuel. The Gemara says, Omar Rav, Rav tells us, Kolu kolakitzin, all the set times for Moshiach have passed. Veinadover toli maisim toivim. Now it's dependent on chuven maisim toivim. Rashi explains what does that mean. Im kol Yisrael choizin betshuva yavoi. If you didn't do chuva, Moshiach will come. Vimlab lo yavoi. No chuva, no Moshiach. Shmuel says, no, I don't agree with this approach. There is a limit to the mourner that he can stand in his mourning. What does that mean? Or there's enough? So Rashi brings down two pirushim. Who is the mourner that Shmuel is talking about? One pirush is that it's referring to the Abishter. In other words, even if you didn't look in the words of Rashi, Kaloimar meaning to say, that even if Yidin don't do Tshuva, the Ebesh is not going to sit forever in Avelos. We know that in the time of Galos, the Shechina is in Galos. And therefore the Ebesh is not going to stay in Galos forever. Even if we don't do Tshuva, he's going to take us out of Galos. That's one pshat, says Rashi. Another pshat, who's the Avel? It's referring to the Yisrael Tzara Golos. Afilu b'loi tshuva nigolin. The Ebeshter, the Shmuel is saying, the Yidin, we've been in Golos and suffering long enough. Even without tshuva, we will still be redeemed. So seemingly we have a machloikis Rav and Shmuel if there needs to be tshuva before Mashiach comes. So the Gemara says, Kitanoi. This is a machloikis tanoi. We have a Braise that says, Rebbe Eliezer Oimer, Im Yisrael Eisen Tshuva Nigolin, Vimlave Nigolin, that if you didn't do Tshuva, they will be redeemed, and if not, not. So Amr Leireb Yeshua, Reb Yeshua said, Im Ein Eisen Tshuva Nigolin, are you trying to tell me that there's no ghoul if you didn't don't wake up? There's going to be an everlasting Golos? That doesn't make sense. But it also doesn't make sense that we will have a Geula without Tshuva, seemingly, right? Why would we merit Geula just because we ran out, the Ebishter ran out of patience from Golos? So Rabbi Yeshua gives a different approach. And his approach is, If Yidin don't wake up, they're going to be woken up from Shemayim. The Abish is going to send a king who's going to come with big zedas, just bad like Haman. 
And then the Yisrael Eisen Tshuva, Machzirun Lemutov. Then Yidin are going to have a wake-up call. They're going to realize that we can't be comfortable in Golos. And that's going to wake us up and bring us back to the Eibishter. That's one b'raise. Tanya Idoch, we learned in another b'raise. Reb Liezer says, if Yidin do Tshuva Nigolin, and like the Pesach says, Shuvu Vonum Shavivim, and that brings out that when we do tshuva, that will bring the yidin back. And the Yeshua says, no. The Pasuk says that you were sold for no reason, for chinam, and you're not going to be redeemed bekesef. What does that mean? Chinam nimkartem. What does it mean you were sold, so to speak, for free? You did Avodah Zorah and you were schlepped into Golos. Not with Tshuva and Maisim Toivim. In other words, it's not going to be with Tshuva. Even if you're not Roy, the Ebishter will still take us out of Golos. So we seem to have a Shita of Rebeliezer that holds that you do need Tshuva. And then we have a shita of Rabbi Yeshua. Rabbi Yeshua seems to hold that you don't need tshuva. Now, the difference between the two b'raises, in one b'raise, uh, the maskona is that even if we don't, at the end of the day, we will do tshuva. The question is, will it be from our own accord, will we wake up? Or the Eivishter will wake us up? Seemingly from the other b'raise, it's almost mashma that there is no Tshuva at all, that any Debishter will just take us out of Golos. We know that the Rambam Paskins, the Rambam says, the Torah promised, the Rambam in the Tshuva, the Rambam says that at the end of the day, Yidin are going to do Tshuva, and the moment we wake up to do Tshuva, we're going to be redeemed right away. It's interesting that there is a different, little bit slightly different shot. The Masha and the Chidusha Goddess, he says, that originally, seemingly, when you read Shmuel's original shot, his words, it's Mashma that Yidin don't have to do tshuva at all. So why are we bringing a, a b'raisa that speaks about Rabbi Yeshua that says that Yidin will do tshuva at the end of the day, but it might come through a bad king like Haman. If we're trying to prove the machoikis of Rav and Shmuel, do you have to do tshuva or not? So the Masha actually gives a different taich, and he says that the machoikis even of Rav and Shmuel is if the tshuva is going to come from their own. In other words, when Rav says, it means tshuva on our own accord. And Shmuel says that no, that it's going, if we don't do tshuva on our own, Davish is going to send somebody to make us do tshuva. But either way, we see this Lushen that Rav says, which means that all these times, all these dates that have 
brought, been brought up for Bias HaMashiach have already passed. And uh, in other words, it's not going to come on its own. It's not that there's going to be a special date. And the Abish is just going to come and take us out of Golos. That's it. Whether or not we are Zoycher or not. We need to be Zoycher for Moshiach. And the way we are Zoycher for Moshiach is by doing Tshuva and Maisim Toivim. So comes the question again, what are all these kitsin that Chazal told us? Chazal, that we know there were kitsin many years after the time of the Gemara, even in recent times, there were tzaddikim that have said kitsin. How does that fit with this Gemara of Kolu Kola Kitsin? Also, we have to understand, is it a right thing to make kitsin in the first place? Is this idea of making kitsin something which the Torah, the Eivishter, wants us to do or not? More about these kits in Emir Tzashem in the upcoming year.